Okay. So have you ever had it happen when you realize something very late in life? Like something embarrassing? Yes. Okay, so this is kind of not 100% that, but this made me think about it. Okay. So today, I'm at work, and you know on Instagram, like direct message groups, how you can send like pictures and clips and all that. I always would see you and Tara like the pictures and all mm-hmm. that. Oh, no. And I didn't, didn't know how to. I didn't know how to until today. I didn't realize all you had to do was you double just, tap. You just tap it. <laughs> What do you mean and I, I didn't understand? I was so embarrassed to ask you guys oh, no. that I always would try to swipe to the right or left and see if it would work. And so I don't know why it took me this long. I mean, but I it's didn't... the same with pictures. You have to double tap. I to know, like a but picture. I didn't realize that. I know how to like a picture, but it's the same thing. I didn't know. <laughs> Anyways, I've had Instagram for probably four years, yeah. if maybe more, and um, I finally was like, oh, I could just Google it. So I googled it, and as soon as I saw double tap, I was like, this is literally my rock bottom. Yeah. I I will say something I learned more recently is that um, you can adjust the flashlight brightness. Yes, I did know that. I didn't know that for quite a while. Yeah. Like, until maybe this year or late last year. Yes. And then I was thinking, I remembered a story. Oh no, which one? I was going to say, I'm thinking of like four different No, this was about a girl that like I knew who like didn't know something, like realized it really late in life. Okay. So it was in college and we were at the dining hall Mm -hmm. and um, it was like a place that does like kind of like Boston Market. They do like the chicken and potatoes and all that. Oh, you're talking about home style. Yes, correct. Great place. And um... She did not realize that light and dark meat comes from the same chicken. Oh, <laughs> she thought God. there was all white meat chickens oh, and no. all dark meat chickens. What? And she was like twenty something. Oh my God! And so then it was just like thinking about all that stuff, and I'm like, I know people misheard words or like yes, song lyrics. Is yeah, a good one. but there's people who like haven't realized like certain words, like they've been saying them around their whole life. I had a friend in college, again, uh, who, you know, a wind to chill is, like, the temperature yes. with the wind. She thought it was windshield. <laughs> like, like the windshield. She didn't understand that it was wind chill. God. And then it's, like, you get to that point where, do you even tell anyone? Right. Like, with her, the girl, like, she said it out loud. Like, we all just, like, she was so, like, shocked. I don't know how she never knew. Yeah. But... It's like, do you admit to that? <laughs> because it's so embarrassing. But also, it's like kind of funny at the same time. Yeah, I think normally it can turn into a good story. So usually you can tell at least someone, and then right. they can tell other people about it. Yeah, and then just not use your name. Like, I didn't use a right. girl's name from college. Yes. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to If you're it. listening to this. Actually, you know what? She wouldn't remember. That's so fine. She would not remember saying this, but the implications there. Yes. Probably assume it was about her. I have one that you, as a child... Oh, God. I, there's two I, I'm thinking of. Is there one of those two you want to share? I'm trying to class. I don't even know. One involves a a lovely movie featuring twins. Oh, okay. Uh, another is uh, something about uh, television and transitioning from black and white to no, color. No, I sh- so I shared the black and white oh, right, in the Pixar. Did. I did that's tell right. people that I thought when you watched movies in black and white, that meant people right. in that time lived was, in black. Was and that white. during the up yes. discussion? Okay, I did. Meant, I right. did admit to that. I My other about that. one. Metalissa's referring to happens to be a certain film with a <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. At the time, <laughs> my brain could not grasp the concept of having a screen like double or like basically they like mirrored her yes. image. I assumed she had to have a twin. And I remember specifically we were in a car dealership waiting for our parents to get a new car. And we were sitting at a table, and I must have said something. You you did. About Lindsay Lohan's twin. <laughs> and Alyssa just looked at I mean, I was too old. I was like... You would have been like 10 years old. Probably like 11 or yeah, 12. Yeah, way too old. And the look on Alyssa's face, she was so disappointed. Yeah, she was so ashamed. 
And I still feel shame to this day about it. <laughs> I still sometimes can't look myself in the eye. You know that meme of the guy where he's pointing to the mirror and he's like, why are you why like are you this? Like this? Yep. That's how I felt. I Understandable. Yeah. Well, here's to uh, shame. Cheers. Never ending. <laughs> This is Research Rank Repeat. I'm Hannah. And I'm your co-host, Alyssa. I feel a little bit rusty. We haven't recorded in a while. Me too. We had um, such a backlog of episodes that we had to edit and that we had recorded in 2020 mm-hmm. that we haven't recorded in about two months. Yeah, which is kind of crazy, but we really just like cranked out those couple <laughs> Yeah, we're rusty. Okay. You're already laughing, and you're less than a minute into this. This is great. Okay. So, today's an exciting exciting day. I am very excited. Because we are tackling one of our childhood movie star icons. And idols. Truly an idol. Truly an idol. And I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm being genuine in that. Of my favorite actresses when I was a child, she was either number one or number two. No, definitely. I mean, she was in the top tier. I mean, when we say she, we're referring to the great Lindsay Lohan. An iconic actress. Truly an iconic actress and not a twin. Not a twin, which we discussed. You've listened to previous podcasts, you would know what that's in reference to. So today, we have a very special episode. We have watched and taken notes on... 11 Lindsay Lohan movies. Now, she certainly has more than 11 movies in her repertoire, but we didn't want to cover every single movie. So we're going to go through and rank them, um, but to start, we're going to do a little background. Lissa, do you want to take it away? I I will. I will take it away. I titled this segment Lohan Background. Classic. So, uh, Lindsay D. Lohan, which is her... (laughs) Which is her birth name. I'm sorry, is something funny? No, I'm sorry. It's just the alcohol's hitting me a little Oh, God. Bit. Lindsay D. Lohan, which is her birth name, is a 34-year-old actress, singer, personality, and entrepreneur. She was born in New York City and started modeling at the age of three. She did print and commercial work. And started on television at the age of 10 in the soap opera Another World. It was from there that led to her breakout role in the hit and critically acclaimed movie Parent Trap, where she played twins. Yes. Both were her. Not her. She did not have a twin. Yes. Lindsay Lohan, she does have siblings. She's the oldest of three siblings, but she does not have a twin. So there, based on her role in Parent Trap, She received a Young Artist Award, and it also gained her a three-contract movie deal with Disney, which she then went on to do those movies, and we will be discussing those three Disney movies. Now, did you know, Hannah, that Lindsay Lohan played Bette Midler's daughter in a pilot of a TV show called Bette? That's crazy. I mean, I can kind of see they both have that red hair. That's pretty much it. <laughs> but basically what happened, what I was able to gain is it it was a short-lived show. She was initially in the pilot, but she had to resign from the role when production moved across the country. She was no longer able to do the role. That's fair. And so once she gets um, to the end of her, or near the end of her Disney deal, one of those movies being Freaky Friday, mm-hmm. a classic, which was a like Parent Trap, a remake of a movie that previously existed. And Freaky Friday is to date her most commercially successful film. I'm sure we will get into the box office records once we get to Freaky Friday. Correct. 
And so around this time, in about 2002, she started her... (laughs) She started her music career. If you didn't know, Lindsay Lohan did have a music career. She was signed to a record deal with Emilio Estefan and his wife Gloria Estefan signed her to a a five-year album deal in 2002. I didn't even know Emilio Estefan did music production. That's weird. But apparently he did, or does, still. And so she only released two albums, but she wrote her own songs, or co-wrote her songs on her album. The first one released was called Speak in 2004. Mm -hmm. It had... Mostly negative negative reviews, but it peaked at number four on the Billboard charts. Once we get out of Disney, her first movie is Mean Girls. That's not under the Disney label. Right. And following Mean Girls, she became a, a public figure. Basically, it gave her an extremely high public profile, mm-hmm. more so than... For you and me, we loved Lindsay Lohan when we were children. But to a, a wider audience than just people who would be watching Disney movies. Exactly. So, and unfortunately what came with that is that she had experienced in an increase in paparazzi, focus mm-hmm. on her love life and partying and tabloids. And um, in 2006, there was a publicly released letter that was written by a studio executive about her unprofessional behavior on sets and like late in tardiness and now I don't want to make this part about everything she may have either done wrong or had issues with in the terms of DUIs and rehab Mm -hmm. because as we've learned Throughout time, us as women, and also just more recently with um, Britney Spears' documentary and the media surrounding the way Mm -hmm. young women were treated in Hollywood in the early and mid-2000s, Lindsay Lohan certainly had a reputation, Mm -hmm. and she certainly had a public persona that I'm sure was not helped by the paparazzi and by the way they fixated on certain aspects of her life. I mean, can you imagine being a 16, 17-year-old and every mistake you make, every decision you make is just so broad. Like, everyone knows about it. Exactly. And it doesn't help that you see a lot of these actors and actresses who start as children who are in this environment where it's very, like, competitive and there's a lot of people who aren't looking out for you. And unfortunately, too, that can come from parents as well. It is... um public knowledge, or at least in my research, which I found most of this through Wikipedia, our favorite website. Of course. She had a difficult relationship with her parents Mm -hmm. throughout the years. They went through um, divorce and reconciliation and divorce, and she um, has talked about how she felt like she had to raise her family and is not in contact with her father. So I'm sure that also contributed Mm -hmm. to it as well. But it's, I think it's important to note that she was not treated fairly. No, I mean, you don't see male celebrities getting that same treatment. No. When it comes to things they might do and how it's viewed. You know, one thing a woman does and a man does it, it's like people like pl- applaud it basically. Right. And also, you know, it's just obviously Hollywood is a difficult industry for anyone, but the fact that you start at it when you're. I don't know. I mean, Parent Trap, she was what? Probably... Well, she was 10 when she started doing um, soap operas. Right. So you start at that age and you're surrounded by that environment. It's going to be a hard thing for anyone in that industry. Yes. You know. I mean... Th- it, to be honest, it, it ruined her career. It did, but it's difficult too because obviously at the end of the day, she's an adult. She's responsible for decisions she makes. I know there's some stuff recently where... <laughs> with like trying to kidnap children and like yeah, but, but you have to look at the the background the psychological toll she probably went through and kind of just how she was almost like groomed in that industry being in a public spotlight probably caused her to make bad decisions right because right. of the pressure and being constantly followed by paparazzi mm-hmm. constantly seeing your name and you know false things said about you mm-hmm. and rumors i'm sure is not 
psychologically is not right. you know good for you to be experiencing all that especially when you're already in a emotionally an unstable state to begin with right so essentially she had a um career decline mm-hmm. in part because of that yeah actually the last movie she was in which was in 2019 it was the first movie she had been in since 2013 interesting you say that she actually filmed that in 2013 Right, there was a big delay in production, yes. but there was like a six-year gap almost where she hadn't really filmed anything but that movie. Yeah, so she took um, a step away from acting for a while, and she she had a fashion line. She um, was an entrepreneur. She opened a few nightclubs and resorts in Greece and Mykonos, Mykonos. 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 Yes, I can't pronounce things. So more recently, I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit. In 2019, she was a um, judge panelist on The Masked Singer in Australia in, for season one. How is she qualified to be in Australia? I'm not sure, but she was supposed to be on for season two, but was unable to due to COVID restrictions. She couldn't travel because right. she no- now lives in Dubai. So in 2020, she released a new single called Back to Me, which is going to be the lead single for an album that she's creating. She's going back and creating music, and she also um, has several upcoming films that she is returning back to acting, Okay, is what she said, is that she wants to, to act again and returning back to a- acting, and I imagine there are delays and, mm-hmm. you know, restrictions due to COVID probably is going to be delayed and may right. not come out immediately, but so she is wanting to come back to the industry and wanting to act again okay i feel like at least with everything following you know the britney spears documentary and the the public view towards women's treatment in hollywood i feel like she has less scrutiny than she has had previously i think she'd get a lot of support from people in trying to like revamp a career yes because i think for a long time, I mean, even we had this where you would look at Amanda Bynes and you would look at, you know, Lindsay Lohan and people that we grew up with who... And, unfor- and also Britney Spears Right, well. unfortunately, yeah. who grew up in a tough industry, didn't probably have the support they needed, didn't surround, weren't surrounded with the right people. And we kind of viewed them as like, oh, look how like far like their life went away. Like, look how much they've like ruined their image. Or look how crazy they are. Like, right. And yeah. we put the blame on them. Yes. When in reality, they were children when they started. Yeah. And the blame is not, should not be put on them. I mean, yes. granted, there's some things that, yeah, it's, at some point you have to take responsibility. Yes. It's hard when these children essentially aren't really given a fair chance growing up because and- of the way they were brought up in that industry. I mean, someone who comes from an earlier generation, but look at someone like Drew Barrymore. Right. Who was partying and doing coke and in rehab by the time she was 13. Yeah. Because she didn't really have parental figures. Right. And grew up in an industry where she was just around adults and didn't really have a childhood. I mean, can you imagine if <laughs> we were followed around with cameras when we were in college? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like... I know for a fact that, uh, a, the tabloid would have would have the title Crave Night. Crave <laughs> Yes. And that would just be, that would be a story. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think wrapping it up, the whole thing is just that I think the industry, especially like Hollywood, it's very much... It's, well, for one, it's predatory. It's also cutthroat. It's very cutthroat. And it's, a lot of people don't have best interests in heart. I mean, it's, yeah. it's about money. It's about what kind of like product can come out of something and it takes a lot of the it used i mean maybe it's starting to change i feel a little in in some aspects i feel like things that weren't necessarily public knowledge have started to become public knowledge so in ways i think it's changing but i think that instead of putting blame on like people who grow up and kind of go off the rails a bit i guess to say it kind of needs, you need to look at more of the broader picture and kind of look at what right. the, what else is going on. For a last note, if you want to look at something, there's, I saw online 
come up multiple times. There's an interview David Letterman did with Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. That's the prime example of him pushing her to talk about rehab and other assorted things. And she's clearly extremely uncomfortable and is like, we didn't discuss this. Like, we didn't discuss that we're talking about this. She's also there to discuss her work. Exactly. And put on the spot to have a discussion about things that she didn't want to discuss. Right. So, yeah. We are ready to get into our discussion about the Lindsay Lohan movies. Now, are we planning to do this in order? I think we should. Okay. I definitely don't have mine written in order. I do. So, But, okay, if you do that, that is very helpful. So, first movie is Parent Trap. The Parent Trap, which was 1998. um, And, like Alyssa mentioned, I think, it's a remake of the 1961 film. And it was Lindsay Lohan's debut film. The film is rated PG, and it has a runtime of two hours and nine minutes. It was $92 million worldwide in the box office. It had a Rotten Tomatoes score of 86% and a Metacritic of 64 out of 100. I did get a little bit of interesting background fact. Okay. So Scarlett Johansson and Michelle Trachtenberg both auditioned for the role okay. of Annie and, and Hallie. Hallie. Yes. Obviously, they both did not get it. Went to Lindsay Lohan. Right. So, Um, I've seen this movie at least 20 times, if not more. So, kind of my first note I actually wrote was, I have seen this movie so many times. This is the first time, though, that I really paid attention to the opening sequence. So, not to cut you off there, but my first note is, my goal is to notice something new, have to notice something new in this movie because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, and I, the first time, this is, the first time I've noticed them signing a marriage license in the first scene. Okay, I have noticed that before. Yeah, I never noticed that before. Because I think we talked about this before, maybe, when we're doing stuff for the podcast, like researching, I really think, like, I, I notice these small details I normally wouldn't notice. I just remembered that I was supposed to give a summary of the movie. Oh, okay. Well, we'll cut it in. Or we can leave it here. It's we, fine. We've only just barely gotten into it. Okay. Why don't you give your summary? But we had so much fun with our TV show pilots creating and writing our own summaries. And although those were meant to be humorous, we liked it so much that we just decided to continue writing our own summaries. Plus, it's easier for us because we don't have to give credit to anyone except ourselves. Right. So, I have a summary for The Parent Trap. Sisters... We're like twins. Separated at birth, Hallie and Annie meet at a girls' camp in Maine and discover they are related. Their mother, a famed wedding designer in London, and their father, a wine vineyard owner with a not... Oh, sorry, excuse me. I couldn't read my own writing. Their mother, a famed wedding designer in London, and their father, a wine vineyard owner with a hot 26-year-old girlfriend who I aspire to be in life, must reunite when the two twins switch places in a ploy to try to get their parents back together. Yeah. I think the first thing I want to hit on is Meredith. Meredith (laughs) is an icon. Because when we were 12, 13 watching this, she was certainly a villain. Yes. But when you get around her age in your mid-20s, you start to realize there's nothing wrong with trying to marry a rich guy. She is a career-driven woman. She's a a woman. She's a publicist. Clearly, like, she knows what she wants and she's going to get it. Now... Is it okay for her to want to send what will be her stepdaughters off to boarding school? No. It's pretty cold and icy. I mean, certainly some parents do that. But also, like, she knows what she wants, and I can respect that. Yeah, as a As a 26-year-old myself, style icon, like, she has such a, like, specific look and a specific style I want to look like that. For sure. For sure. No, I agree because it's like, I remember it came out like last year maybe on Twitter and everyone's like, I've now realized that Meredith Blake is what I'm aspiring to be. Yeah. She's like, I don't care that he's could be the age of my father or, you know, this is what I want. Yeah, for sure. And like, I'm not particularly into older men myself, but also like you do you. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah. I mean, so I just wanted to hit on that. I remember watching this movie and I like so badly wanted to go to camp. Yes. And then we went, and none of my expectations were met. To be fair, Hannah, we went to church camp. That is true. We didn't go to just, like, a girls' summer camp that lasted, like, what, 12 weeks or something? Yeah, we went to a week-long church camp. Um, (laughs) It was quite the experience. I think we'll just leave it at that, because we don't need to have a 20-minute discussion on our church camp experience. So, speaking of the camp, I came to the conclusion of something that I don't think I've ever realized before. I didn't know that well one their name was 
was uh, Marva. Mm-hmm. Marva. They're both named Marva. Yeah. It's her mom. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. You didn't know it was her mom? No. I didn't know Janice um, from Friends, who plays her daughter. I, I honestly don't think I realized until I watched that that they were related. Because there's a scene when they uh, put all the honey and prank in the in the the uh, not the tent the the (laughs) cabin and there's a part where they say morning marvas like marvas and they go marvas and i always heard that as marvis and i was like her name's marvis and i was always like like i feel like i was like something doesn't seem right with that but i did not make that connection that they were saying marvas because they're both named marva because they're mother and daughter and I was astounded, and I'm like, how did this happen? It was just, I don't know. I feel I feel silly. That's crazy that you never realized that. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's fair, though. The other thing I want to just hit on is that, I mean, we could talk about this movie for like an hour. Yes. But this arrangement of having twin daughters and then just deciding you're going to split, move across the country, and just never see your kid again. Yes. What kind of arrangement is that? absolutely terrible it's horrible it's a horrible arrangement especially because they just expect them to never ask about their mom or their dad and just never tell them they have a a daughter you know or they have a sister right it just seems so silly it's insane i mean it's 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 genuinely insane that whole arrangement yes so i would just the other thing i'd like to say is that everyone in this movie has great chemistry Mm-hmm. Like, the parents clearly have great chemistry. Lindsay Lohan with the parents. And even Chessie with and, Nick and yes. Chessie with Lindsay Lohan. I love Chessie. The butler with yes. Lindsay Lohan. Like, it is. Everyone does a really oh, good I love chemistry. Chessie. Chessie is, like, my favorite side character in that movie. I agree. She's, like, the fun aunt. Actually, spoiler, Chessie's my favorite character. I almost picked Chessie. Okay. I almost. But I there's one character I liked more. Because to me, Chessie, like, she sniffs out that bullshit right away. And she immediately knows. She knows. Within, like, ten minutes, she knows. It's not even her own kid. Yes. She knows. She's also just, like, doesn't put up with, like, Meredith. Yes. Like, all her bull- <laughs> bull- yeah. bullshit. Yes. And, like, all that. Like, it, it's great. I love her. I love her so much. It's honestly, it's a great movie. hmm It's, I think it's interesting because it came out in the 90s, but I think it, it doesn't feel aged. If that makes sense. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah, I agree. Because some of the movies you watch from, like, 80s, 90s, like, you can tell that it's been 20, 30 years. Or some of the humor and situations don't necessarily work now. And I honestly, I don't think that's the case. There's nothing in this movie that I watched and it went, ooh, this is a little awkward. Hello. Hey, Mom, what's your favorite Lindsay Lohan movie? Live. It's not we live. We're just recording. Edit it. Do you, we're recording an episode about Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Lindsay Lohan movie? This is. <laughs> Think of it. She's on the spot. Do you need to know some of them so you can? No, I know what it is. I just can't. What is it? Give us a hint. Uh, the twins. Parent trap. Parent trap. Parent trap. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought you were gonna say that or Freaky, Freaky Friday. Friday. I thought yeah. so too. Uh, I like that one too, but parent trap. Okay. I think. That's yeah. fair. Okay. That's fair. Uh, sorry for the brief introduction. <laughs> interruption. <laughs> the brief interruption. Our uh, mom came home from work. And as we had we to get her opinion as she viewed many of these movies with us. Yes. And uh, we're doing another later night recording. Yeah. So like I said, you know, my favorite character was Chessie. Um, who did you go with? So I actually picked Elizabeth James. Okay. I just really, in, in watching the movie... I really like Chessie, but I also just, like, love their mom. Mm-hmm. I just like her character, personality, and, and um, it's not aura, like, I, like her, almost, her presence. And, like, her independence. Yes, like, the presence she gives is just, I, I like the way she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't think of a better way to say that. I, I got, get, I I got really distracted, I gotta get back into it. But yeah, uh, I went with their mom as my favorite character. Okay. Um, what's your favorite scene? Okay. So I kind of have two. I do as well. So I have a serious and a funny. Okay. If we're going funny, it's got to be the isolation cabin where she points <laughs> and she does the... You too. Which the actually... Cabin. 
maybe we'll post a sneak peek of that on Instagram because Alyssa yes. recreated it. I was thinking the exact same thing. Okay. Um, if we're going serious, though, I have to do where Nick and Elizabeth go down to the wine cellar. <laughs> you lisp so hard there. Yeah. Okay, Nick okay. and Elizabeth yes. go down to the wine cellar. And yes. he has the bottle of wine, and he's like, it took me years to track down, yes. and it's the one from their wedding. Yes. And I don't normally believe in love, but I do with them. I have the same scene. The The scene where they go into the cellar is just the, the chemistry and the way they act and that breakdown where she's like, I can't get, like, my heart broken again. Like, you broke my heart. And it's just so well done. And the, I also kind of went with a, like, funny scene. I did, I really like the, the twin montage at the camp when they're learning each other's families Mm -hmm. and, like, the handshake. And I like a well-done montage, and I thought that one was really well done. Classic uh, music montage Classic music montage. Um, Now, line. This one's hard because. This is so hard. I mean, there's so many. You know, I could have gone with the, um. Sisters were like twins. Or right down the middle. Right, right down the middle. Right down the middle. Um, I mean, there's a lot, but I think the one that kind of made me laugh, and it's one I always remember, is uh, Elizabeth. She's talking, and she says, Martin, you know you're more than a butler to me. You're more like a lovable brother who just happens to wait on us. <laughs> I wrote that down. Yeah. Right. I love that line. It's so I, good. I didn't put that as my favorite line, but I kind of did a twofold. Um, I'll take a whack at it. Mm-hmm. Just because we say that a lot, like that's a line that shows up in our own lives a lot. But also, during the poker scene, she goes, "In your honor, a royal flush." And I just, I love that scene and the the way that line is delivered. So those two, mainly the "I'll take a whack at it," but, but mm-hmm. it leads to that line. So this is one we're doing that's just specific for this episode. Yes. It's going to be our favorite low hand moment. Our favorite low hand moment. I know it's like some of them could be a mix, like favorite scene could cross over. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a line. It could be just a way she's dressed, a way, like a fashion, like look for low hand. Mm -hmm. It could be acting. It could be a line. It could be, it could be anything. It's whatever we want for our low hand moment, but it's focused specifically on Lindsay Lohan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is actually the scene where she's talking to Meredith. I forgot they're in like a swing or it's something when, like that. It's right after she finds out that her her dad is getting married. Right, and Meredith. she's kind of like, I'd want to know if I were the twenty fifth, twenty sixth woman. Yeah, like, I'm number twenty seven. Just, just the. I think the chemistry yeah. between those two even is just really good. I loved all of their scenes together. Yeah, and so I just. I love Lindsay Lohan in that moment. I love the way they feed off each other. And I just thought, like, that's one of those moments where I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So my favorite Lohan moment was the fencing scene Mm -hmm. where they're fencing against each other. And that's just a scene I've always really liked, especially when when I was a kid. That made me want to do fencing. Right. And I just like that that's, like, their first interaction together. And you don't have any facial expressions. They're both wearing masks, but there's so much personality that comes out just by the way that they are fencing against each other. Like, you can see their personalities through their actions, and I always really liked that. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so we are moving on to life-size. Life-size. Now, I'm gonna just take a drink really quick here. Get a little Saturday night, uh, bye on. We have returned to our favorite mixer, bye. Yes, we have. Yes. And we're not sponsored by them, but if anyone's listening, we would love a sponsorship. Please give them to us because we have a hard time finding them. We're still looking for Tito's sponsorship, too, just just, to, just in case you're, you're it listening. <laughs> um, okay, so Life Size is 2000. Originally premiered on ABC... Sorry, ABC as part of... <laughs> originally premiered on ABC as part of the wonderful world of Disney block. And this was... The first of a three-part contract with Disney that... Was it the first? Yes, it is the first. Yeah, the first Disney movie that she had after the Parent Trap contract. Right. So, Life Size is rated G. It has a runtime of an hour and 41 minutes. Um, It had a... I didn't have a box office because it didn't come out in theaters. It only aired on television. Um, But it had 48% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. It was also followed by a sequel in 2018... Not with Lindsay Lohan, but it did have Tyra Banks. Yes, we did watch this movie, and it was not good. It was really bad. It was really hard to watch. Yeah. Now, for those of you who are trying to find Life Size to watch, 
let me tell you, it is very hard to find it. Now, we actually, we're dating ourselves here. We have it recorded on VHS. Mm -hmm. But in order to play it on VHS, I would have to hook up the VHS player to one of our TVs. Right. Which I was not about to do. So, if you look online, I'm sure... You can go through the daily motions. <laughs> wink, wink. To find this film. But we would never do that. We would never do that. I mean, seeing as we had to pay $13 for one of these movies that was, you know. We'll get, we'll get, to, get that. to it. But So, Life Size, I didn't really get any background information on it besides the fact that it was part of that three-part contract. Um, we, should, we should just talk about that. Tyra Banks was huge at this time period. And although she was primarily known as a model, first and foremost, she then ventured into acting. And I think this was her first, other than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, because I know she was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think this is her first big, like, acting role. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, obviously she was, America's Next Top Model was really big at the time. She was just big. In I don't her own think re- that, I don't think it started in 2000. Oh, you're right. You're right. It would right. have been a little later. Okay. Um, but she was, she was a, a supermodel. Right. Yeah. Very well-known supermodel. Right, right. We do love a good America's Next Top Model, though. Yeah. Expect an episode somewhat related to that at some point in the future. Of course. So the first thing I kind of just noticed was the intro. I said it looks like something we would have made. Where they're just filming like the Barbie dolls and like all the scenes. I was like, this is me and Alyssa. Did we make this intro? So my first thought is that the premise of this movie is certainly very interesting. You get Casey, who is played by Lindsay Lohan, is trying to resurrect her dead mother. And clearly she's thought about doing this and has discussed doing this because later on, her dad talks about how she, you know, went to see a child psychologist and they talked about what's real versus what's not real. Like, I, I wrote, wait a minute, I wrote a little bit about it because I thought it was so interesting. I didn't remember accepting reality. That's what they said. Like, they, they talked about how in therapy she had to work on accepting reality. And in this case, she's, like, so determined to bring her mother back that she's not herself. Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually a really heavy movie. It is. Okay, we have cut again. We keep getting distracted. Um, That's what happens when you film at your parents' house. At nighttime when your mom brings you chocolate. Yes. And so we've now spent about an hour doing not recording and also drinking more. So if we audibly sound different it's because it's been an hour and i've had two more drinks exactly what we were discussing hannah before we were cut is that life size is a pretty heavy movie for like a disney yeah and i think when you're um a kid watching this movie i never really realized that right you don't pick up on the concepts and one thing i would point out is that her friends are assholes Oh my god. Okay. Because her, her friend says. Her friend says, yeah, like, get over it already. She said, ever since her mom died, she totally ignores us. Do you think it's the fact that her mom died and she doesn't really feel like keeping up with you guys? Like, yeah, maybe, like, she's dealing with some crazy shit and, like, know. her mom dying. <laughs> do you have anything else on that or should. Because I have. I forgot to do my description. How about you do your summary okay. and then we can continue to talk about the movie? Okay. Um, so this description, a lot shorter than yours. Okay, that's fine. I just kept it simple. Tomboy Casey's life is turned upside down when Eve, a doll, gets turned into a human. Nice. That's it. Short, sweet, to the point. That's pretty much it. Um, so Tyra Banks is not a good actress. No. I mean... But she is earnest. I think, though, for the part that she was playing, it works. I think because she's playing this character who's... A doll. She's like, supposed to be figuring out how to be a human. So in a yes. way it works. In a way it works. I, I don't, like, clearly I like this movie. We watched it a lot when we were children. Um, so there are aspects that I certainly still really like. Mm-hmm. And I still really like parts of her character. Ice Machine, can you not do that right now? Literally every podcast we recorded here, it's interrupted. Um, so one thing I want to say is I know this movie's 2000s. I know that yeah. 2000s movies tend to have this habit of, like, these jokes that are not... A- <laughs> That's the water. 
so 2000s movies have this habit of of making jokes like questionable that that nowadays really like aren't they don't really pass nowadays now hannah are you talking about the line where a character says let's hope her self-defense skills are better than her secretary skills yeah that would be it so basically this guy uh richie Richie. Who's the frat boy who never grew up. Exactly. He is talking to one of the other characters about Eve, and she's been, like, failing all day as a secretary, and he brings up the fact that he hopes her self-defense skills are no. better. No. No. So Drew, Drew said the woman. About Drew Richie. said that about Richie to her, uh, Casey's dad. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's, you know. The other thing I wanted to mention is, so they try to, like, push female empowerment and, like, setting a good example for girls but you have this scene in the movie where there's this woman who's like mentoring eve who's presented as this like frumpy serious businesswoman who like clearly doesn't have like a sense of style and comes across as like the like the bitchy office mm-hmm. woman and all of a sudden eve's gives her a makeover and it's like she's a brand new woman and then now everyone's noticing her and i just that trope bothers me it was very common in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and 90s you know with like she's all that she takes off her glasses and she's somehow a magically like a beautiful woman yeah i don't i don't like the message that that your target audience for this movie is clearly younger girls and i don't like the message that it sends that in order f- to get a guy to notice you you have to like beautify yourself you have to be wearing makeup and have your hair a certain way and being a certain outfit i i agree but i know at that time it was a very common thing to see so i i can understand the time period it, it makes sense for the time period yeah it's just to me it's interesting that it's supposed to be all about empowerment and i feel like there's a couple scenes that don't really resonate well for me i just had a question though <laughs> okay. It's like what's that? Just creeping in the background. Oh, containers. Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. I just heard a lot of creeping noises in the background. Okay. Sorry, we were once again interrupted by a parent. <laughs> Um, so if you heard some noise, that's what that would be. That's what happened. Um, my question, though, is what would you do if you woke up and Samantha, the American Girl doll, was just laying <laughs> in bed next to you, but full-sized and alive? Well, first of all, I had a twin bed growing up and a bunk bed. So if someone was just magically in my top bunk, be probably weird. would try to kick them out of the bed first and foremost due to the fact that i'm a fight sleeper yeah um i mean for someone who just discovered that he's falling in love with a doll ben's pretty chill about the whole thing he's also kind of like a sugar daddy yeah he is he offers to buy her new clothing on his credit card because she said her her clothes haven't come in yet and he also offers her offers her a place to stay yeah he lets a complete stranger live in their I guess it's a guest house, so it's a separate yeah, house. Yeah, but it was, like, her, Casey and, like, his wife and Casey's mom's, like, studio. Like, it was her space. And I completely understand Casey's anger. She's so upset mm-hmm. that, like, her dad is letting this random woman stay in her house. You know, like, you know, he's falling in love with her. And it's just this complete random stranger who also happens to be a doll. But it's, like, it, I completely understand this feeling that she's like i'm losing everything that i know because like her dad clearly is so busy with work that Mm -hmm. he's missing her sporting events and he's missing these important things in her life and she feels like alone and lost and so i i think it does have some really good context and some really good story elements no there's some really good scenes like there's a couple where um eve and casey are talking there's a couple really good scenes Mm -hmm. with that i think it's i mean i think they tried to make it a bit of a serious movie mixed in with more of like stuff that would relate more to kids now do i think this is a good movie not particularly it's certainly a sentimental because it was Mm -hmm. a movie we watched a lot as children like the singing part at the law firm party where eve's just singing a song about herself be a star be a star an iconic iconic 
iconic song that they also reprise at the end where they all dance and sing to it all of like the main characters and there's a freeze frame ending which yeah. always a classic from the 2000s yeah and i mean i think i think it is i think it, at the end of the day it is i i would say this is one of those movies that maybe doesn't stand up 20 years yes watching it 20 years from when it came out you you can see that it's 20 years dated but what i can say the fashion. Eve's look when she has the pink jacket, the white t-shirt, the capri pants, the bangs, and the short bob, that would fit in right now. Like, you could wear that now, and, like, nobody would, like, question it. And also, like, that was iconic. Iconic look. Like, I'm pretty sure girls model their outfits after that look. Yes. And just, I really liked the fashion in general in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. I agree. Um, are you ready for favorites? I am. Okay, so for my favorite <laughs> character, I went with Casey. I went with Casey as well. Um, I think she's she's pretty complex as a kid character. She has a lot of depth. Clearly, Lindsay Lohan was a good actress as a child yeah. because she can portray a lot of really intense emotions mm-hmm. of someone who's lost their mother and is still struggling and dealing with that right. and is able to eventually overcome that. But, like, is stuck in this, like, in-between area. Yeah, I agree. I'll do favorite Lohan moment. Okay. Um, it was actually one of the scenes where she's talking to Eve. I think it's at her football practice. Okay. And she's basically telling her, like, that life isn't perfect mm-hmm. and that people die. Like, mm-hmm. it's not everything's so, like, um... Black and white? Yeah, because Eve comes from this Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale. Where, yeah. like, everything's perfect, basically. Right. Where so- she can be an astronaut and a doctor and a police officer I'm so and sorry. It's okay. We, we're we trying to not make noises with okay. our microphone. Um, but yeah, so I just like that scene because I felt like it was one of those serious moments that actually worked. And I think there was like a lot of truth to that. So so I also picked an Eve in her talk, but I picked the one that was in her bedroom. It was mm-hmm. after Eve failed at cooking and they have this moment where they kind of are talking about her mother and about... Uh, Casey's like feelings mm-hmm. and stuff and they have like a real bonding moment and I just like really liked that scene yeah um between the two of them they had um, like really good chemistry in that moment I think I think she think that Tyra Banks and Lindsay Lohan had really good chemistry I think so too because you can get the sense that they start off as like Lindsay Lohan like hates her mm-hmm. and Eve just like is so happy and optimistic and like just wants to be involved in this world and they kind of almost swap in a way where Mm -hmm. where uh, casey is like learns to get along and really likes eve and eve learns that like there's more to being human than she realized right right yeah that's interesting how you kind of get that flip at the end And i like that dynamic yeah Uh, my favorite line it's a little more of a fun it's kind of how the it was delivered Mm -hmm. so eve's walking down the street and there's a lady wearing like a fur coat and she's like, you should love animals, not wear them. <laughs> the lady's <laughs> face just when she's, like, judged. So the line I picked is one I, like, don't remember hearing in the movie, but she just, I think it's when she's talking to Richie, and she's like, do you know that I'm anatomically correct? <laughs> and just, like, the delivery of it. I just really liked that moment. Yeah. Favorite scene. It's the butter. It's the butter eating scene. There's a, a moment where they go to an Italian restaurant, and she's eating bread and butter, and she's just stuffing just straight butter in her mouth and it is a scene we talked about as children we used to eat butter straight just because of that scene (laughs) we did just eat straight butter but it still holds up it's still it's still funny it's funny it's a good bit it's a good bit it's a good it is a good bit good comedic moment okay um so the next movie we have is get a clue which again is another part of the three-part disney um series that Lindsay lohan had it is also a movie that came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a, a Disney Channel original movie. Yes, yeah, so it was not released in theaters. It is rated G mm-hmm. for that Disney Channel family values and has a runtime of an hour and 23 minutes. Um, again, there's no box office numbers, but it had a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. The thing I read about is they actually reshot the ending so originally, the original ending had Mrs. Stern, who was one of the other teachers, as the villain. Really? Yeah. Oh. And they ended up reshooting it to have it be the 
Um, I don't remember what the guy's name was. He was a, a false private investigator. Right. Like, he was posing as a private he investigator. He used to be his boss. The guy's yes. Mangus boss. Interesting. Yeah, so they reshot it. Um, so Mrs. Stern, she actually makes an appearance right at the beginning of the movie. She's one of the teachers. I think the yes. one that said, I need you to come to my office. I think she's like a guidance counselor right. or something of the sort of principal. So originally, yeah. I think she was the villain and the whole plot was that she was in love with him and oh. because he was in love with the other teacher. Right. Like some weird <laughs> triangle. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Okay, so I um, will give a summary of the movie. So, Harriet the Spy meets Nancy Drew, but she's a fashionable rich girl from the Upper East Side of New York. After her teacher goes missing, following an article she wrote about his torrid romance with another teacher, Lexi must team up with her rival with a thick New York accent named Jack to solve the case. Yes. That boy has a thick new york yes. accent and with did, three c's and also was that alfalfa yes it's bug okay. hall bug hall who plays alfalfa okay. in the little rascals it's it like, certainly was alfalfa okay. i love how we start off with a classic like 2000s pop punk song like i noticed this especially in a lot of the Lindsay lohan 2000s movies is they all have pop punk songs mm-hmm. which is very common <laughs> also those light goggles that the girl was wearing you had those <laughs> you bought those for me yeah you had those I got them for you. Um, also, the, the outfits the kids are wearing versus me and you in our jumpsuits. My God. I, I made a comment about the accents. Oh. <laughs> well, I made a comment about the New York accent, but also the outfits. Those outfits were like so over the top, extreme, but also great. Also, I just said like that some of the camera shots in this movie were insane. Yes. And it had a very 2000s, like, TV show vibe. Like, it at times it reminded me of, did. like, Lizzie McGuire almost. It like, did feel very Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Brenda Song, who's the ultimate wing woman. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually her first movie. It might have been. Because she was also in Stuck in the Suburbs, but I think that came out after this yeah. movie. What was that? Is that your laptop? I don't know. That was someone's... Is that my laptop? Okay. Hold Sorry. On. We're having some, some outward sounds. Um, I also wanted to add this to my um, spy movies that are better than Cards 2 list. I agree. Okay. One thing I found a little bit creepy is that the kid, the the alfalfa boy. <laughs> uh, his name was Jack. Jack. Had been to the teacher's house or apartment. Yeah. That seems a little like, oh, that's odd a little in weird. retrospect. I know he was picking up a computer, but picking up a computer in quotes. <laughs> so this movie was, it certainly felt like a Disney Channel original it movie. It did. Especially the ending. So you get to the the end of the movie and the teacher is in witness protection Mm -hmm. program. Like he created a new identity for himself because he was framed for stealing like $10 million. And he's supposed to meet someone in the hotel to like give the money back. And you get every single suspected person showing up at this hotel within a span of less than a minute and it is like so corny and so over the top ridiculous and i'm like this is exactly what i expect from a disney channel original movie it was so chaotic and i wrote it's possibly one of the worst chase scenes i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> it was the problem was is the chase scene was so disjointed there were so many cuts and so many things that happened mm-hmm. you had a homeless man who is actually a, a congressman who wasn't it was like not even a member of the cast it was like here's this mm-hmm. homeless man you saw earlier in the movie and turns out he's undercover a congressman undercover trying to detail what it's like to be homeless in new york and there's like a press conference about it and i'm yeah. like why did this need to be in the movie it was a really like i don't know this is one of those movies that i haven't watched that many times i so i certainly remember watching it because we were frequent connoisseurs of disney channel original movies mm-hmm. when we were children I hadn't seen it, or the whole thing all the way through in a, f- a long time. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's a bad movie, but it certainly is not like a good movie. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those mid tier Disney Channel original movies exactly. where it's cheesy. It's cheesy, which you expect, but yes. it's also like the story is not strong. The it's story's really not strong, but like I do like the two kid leads Lindsay lohan and bug hall who played lexi and jack i like them and i like the chemistry they have i uh, his accent's too thick Mm -hmm. it's a little too new york clearly he was 
doing a specifically was probably told to do like a thick New York accent because he's from Brooklyn. Because he's not an Upper East Sider. Exactly. So he's got to have the thick Brooklyn accent. He's got to have a thick accent. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready to move into favorites. I am too. Um, so character I did went with Jack. I went with Lexi, actually. Okay. So while she comes across as a very, like, rich, spoiled girl, like, I liked a lot of, like, her insight, belief in characters. Like, I just liked, like, her interactions with characters. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason I like Jack is because he's kind of the outsider in a way. He's the kid who's, like, one of the only kids at the school who's not, like, rich, doesn't come from a rich family. He's there on a scholarship. Yeah, and I like the way he interacted with his mom. Um, you find out his dad's dad, his brother, I think, was in the army. In the navy, or he's yeah, he's in not the around. Navy, yeah, it's basically just him and his mom. And right. I don't know. I just thought he was. I mean, minus the fake horrible accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought he was like a strong character. I agree with you though. Both the both of them, the two main characters, were really strong, for, especially for like teenager yeah. leads. Right. I liked both. I liked both of them. I thought they were both really good. Favorite mm-hmm. line. Um, I think it comes from Jack. I. Like, I, there was no lines that, like, yeah. stood out to me. The one that I, like, kind of liked is he was like, how can someone so selfish make me feel so guilty? And she was just like, it's a gift. Yeah. And I just, like, thought that was, like, an interesting line. Like, the the romance thing, you know, that kind of, like, teenage romance thing. So, yeah, I just kind of liked um, that. Lindsay Lohan's character saying she's way too petite to murder anyone. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, my favorite Lohan moment... I originally had wrote down a line, which was, like, I think it's the only thing she's guilty of is loving him. That's definitely mm-hmm. a crime. <laughs> but I think it was just, like, the fashion. I literally wrote fashion. Yeah. I said just all the fashion. Just her fashion. Yeah, just her fashion sense. There's one scene where she has this high, um, high like, half up, half down ponytail. And I'm like, that fits in right now. Like, high, half up, yeah. half down hair is in right now. So I just... Think it, like, her character very much reminded me of, like, Gossip Girl characters. Which it, obviously is Upper, upper East, East Side. side. Yeah. Um, it's kind of similar because, like, Dan being, like, the Brook- like the person who's not from the Upper East exactly. Side. Like, I got kind of Gossip Girl vibes. I did as well. Favorite scene, it was actually, it was the hotel part, but there was, like, these two grandmas. Okay. Who were, like, super judgmental. Yes, and, they're like, grab your purses. Well, at first they were like, I think those kids are up to no good. And then later the lady's like, ladies, grab your purses. I liked that. Mine, so my favorite scene was also in the hotel. I just thought... The cake scene mm-hmm. where they push the cake into the guy and he like has this over the top fall. And I just thought it was so like the whole hotel part was so over the top, but I just like I don't know, I just thought it was funny. I just liked where he just gets crushed by a cake and it's just like so over the top and the plot's so over the top that I just like I, I was into it. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Okay. Alright. So next we got Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Which you know what's crazy to me is Freaky Friday's 2003. It seems yes. like Lindsay Lohan aged so much between Get a Clue and Freaky Friday. Yes. I wonder if Get a Clue maybe was in, like, production for a while. Or... So, I know Freaky Friday and Mean Girls both came out within... I think Mean Girls was 2004 and Freaky Friday was 2003, if I'm correct. Um, well, Confessions of a Teenage... <laughs> Confessions of a Teenage, teenage Drama, drama queen. queen was 2004 and so was Mean Girls. Okay, so all these movies kind of right. came out around the same time. But certainly the age difference is very apparent yeah, between Get a Clue to, to the Freaky Friday, Confessions of the Teenage Drama Queen, mm-hmm. Mean Girls time period. Yeah. Um, so Freaky Friday was... A box office of 160 million worldwide, and as we said earlier, it is to this day still Lindsay Lohan's highest grossing mm-hmm. movie. Uh, do you have a runtime or? So actually, I forgot to get it okay. for this movie. So <laughs> if you have um, it, rated PG, runtime of an hour and 37 minutes. It had a 88 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a 70 out of 100 on Metacritic. Okay. Uh, B Cinema Score. Okay. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis got a Golden Globe nominee for back t- <laughs> for but, Best Actress for this movie. Which I am not surprised. Yeah. Okay, so summary of Freaky Friday. When a mother and daughter switch bodies, they are forced to come together and truly understand what it means to be each other. And as we said earlier, this is a remake of a existing movie. Yeah, so this is actually the third adaptation. This is the third adaptation Hmm. of a novel. It's based off a novel. Okay. Yeah. I think the thing that I actually love about this movie the most is that it's one switch they make and it just leads to so many different scenarios. Yeah. So actually something I I learned when I was doing some background on Lindsay Lohan is that she specifically asked for Anna's style to be different in this movie because originally she was supposed to be goth. 
Mm-hmm. Like, the style was supposed to be goth, but she asked for it to be a bit more mainstream, like, kind of like the rock alternative look, and which I think worked really well for yeah. this movie. I can't remember what um, magazine or what company does it, but they do these YouTube videos with actors and actresses where they go through their movies, mm-hmm. their careers. I think it's... Um, Is it Variety? Variety. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, that they sounds right. did one with um, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. and she mentioned this film she wasn't supposed to be in it Mm -hmm. and they kind of had to do a last minute casting and they sent her the script and she said she read through it and immediately was like yeah like i'll do it but she also like wanted to make some changes yeah and they were like yeah that's fine like you Mm -hmm. can do whatever she's jamie lee curtis (laughs) jamie lee curtis can do no wrong right i love her she's so great but anyways so i thought that was interesting um but i mean this movie is it's so 2000s it it somehow is so 2000s, but it also doesn't feel dated. No. And I mean, so, you know, they, for some reason, 2000s movies love to do, like, volleyball scenes. <laughs> like, there was Twilight. <laughs> there was um, John baseball. Tucker Must Die. Yeah. Like, they love to do those, like, gym montages they for like some gym, reason. They like gym sports montages. Volleyball or baseball or you know steep softball or something soccer something of the sort i mean i think this movie to me is one of the most quotable there are so many i had a hard time picking a line because so this is a movie we saw in theaters Mm -hmm. and we owned on dvd right and another movie like parent trap that i've probably seen probably 20 times you know i've seen so many times there is though i think in retrospect, looking at it through a 2021 lens, there certainly are some culturally insensitive mm-hmm. parts, especially talking about the Chinese restaurant, um, the women mm-hmm. who own the Chinese restaurant that they go to. The way they portray the women feels like a bit, you know, like insensitive. And there's some lines they're like talking about like voodoo magic. They did yeah. voodoo magic on us. Like there- I definitely think there are, and I think there's some problematic issues with um, uh, Chad Michael Murray's character. Yeah. Where, I don't really know how old he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be roughly 18. Okay. Like, I don't think he's, like, that much older than Anna, Yeah, I would think. It's just, I mean, it's obviously weird because he starts to fall for the mom, but in reality yeah. it's it's Anna. Right. He doesn't know that, though, so it's that's a little but bit But also weird. it's Chad Michael Murray, so he gets a pass. I know. I love Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah loves Chad Michael Murray. Um, he was... Chad not, Radwell. He was not actually my first crush. My first crush was, um... Uh, uh, I always forget his Josh name. Josh Hutcherson? No, no, no. Um, Charlie from True Bread the Dozen. Oh, um, Tom Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Tom, Tom Welling. Welling, who was... Um, he played uh, Clark Kent in Smallville. Yes. But anyways, I think there's some issues with this movie, but I also just think, like, it's so quotable. It's so... It, it's such a smart movie. So, I think the portrayal, both of Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis playing each other, they work so well. Like, they, them playing each other is done so well. Lindsay Lohan does the straight woman incredibly well, which, like, mm-hmm. she doesn't really get to ever play that role again, or, no. like, never really got to play that role before then. And Jamie Lee Curtis plays the teenager rebellious teenager so incredibly well just their chemistry and like the supporting cast i just like the story and i like the plot and it's funny because that's one of the hardest things to do as an actor and actress is to play a character but then play another character as your character like you're Mm -hmm. essentially playing two roles and yeah it's funny like i laugh a lot in this movie it's just i don't know it's one of those movies that i can watch it you know in 2021 and it still feels relevant and it still holds up yeah even with aside from you know some Mm -hmm. bits i try to look at movies through the lens of when they were created because clearly art forms you if you looked at everything through a 2021 lens throughout history like clearly everything would be wrong right you know looking in a past lens there's something that's wrong so being able to like approach something with a lens of when it was created it still holds up i think yeah i agree so for me favorite character would be uh tess Mm -hmm. i just think jamie lee curtis like did such a good job i picked my favorite character was specifically tess as anna playing tess 
I agree. Like, Anna and Tessa's body. Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, she's an amazing actress. But she played, played, like, the teenager role so well. Yeah. Um, so, favorite scene, I've always loved the therapy scene montage. I do, too. When, so it's Jamie Lee Curtis playing Anna. Yes. And it's, like, she's, like, doodling on her notes, like, heart with Jake, and then she's, like, you read her diary? Yeah. And my favorite is, I feel depressed. And how does that make you feel? Depressed. Depressed. Yeah, so that scene's, like, to me is always funny. So my scene, I had to pick Chad Michael Murray singing Hit Me Baby One More Time, and then Anna... And Anna's body tackles him to the ground. See, so my favorite Lohan moment was Was the tackle from the Hit Me Baby One More Time scene. So my favorite Lohan moment was Tess in Anna's body performing at the, like, their band performing at, like, the Wango Tango, where she's just, like, because she's not musically inclined, Mm -hmm. and she, like, doesn't know how to play guitar, and she's trying to portray this, like, kind of punk, you know, alternative rock band feel, and it's, it's so funny. Yeah, I actually read that both Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis did, like, guitar lessons for almost a year, yeah. so they could actually play, so like, play. part of those scenes, you know, which is cool. Um, favorite line, which I had a really hard time picking, but... I had such a hard time. I always really liked the, um, well, same to you, dude. <laughs> Just I'm not paying for it. Root canal. <laughs> But I mean, also, like, I'm like the Crypt Keeper is such a good sign. I, I picked I'm old. Oh, I'm like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. I'm not saying it the way that Jamie Lee Curtis does. But there's also a line I, I, I wrote down because I'd never heard it before. So um, Ethan or Evan, you know, who's like her patient, he says, this morning was good, but then I got up and I was like, I relate to that so much. <laughs> I literally wrote my notes. This morning was good, but then I got up. Relate. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many, so many lines. Agreed. Get away, you clone freak. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's like, so many lines. Whoa, she's blind. Yeah. Um, You're the culprit. <laughs> yeah, fun there's sucker. a lot. You yeah. suck the fun out of everything. Yeah. All right. So we have now completed about half of our Lindsay Lohan movies. And so we are going to be ending this episode there. And we will pick back up next episode with the rest of our movie discussions. And then we will get to our rankings. Alyssa, are we going right down the middle we are going right down the middle nice in how we're cutting this (laughs) (laughs) all right well we're cutting the photo just like parent trap we will be cutting our reaction in half of course (laughs) did you say of course what was that i got spit my mouth in it my glands i heard of course glands All right. Well, we will see you next episode. Bye. Um, bye. (laughs) We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.